This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. Today, listeners, we are joined by a Brazilian entrepreneur that I'm very excited to have on the show. Marcele Bocini is the founder of Fala Brazil, a Brazilian cultural and language school. Marcelli started off bootstrapping her business as a teacher and has built Follow Brazil into a full brick and mortar and online school. She has nine people on her team and created a place for foreigners to come to Rio de Janeiro, get high quality Portuguese classes and get immersed in the culture. Here's what's very impressive about Marcelli. Brazil isn't a place where the entrepreneurial mentality is common and on top of that, the political infrastructure in Brazil makes it even more difficult to have a business. Marcelli created a successful business doing what she loves in a place that's very difficult to do that. If you ask me which countries in the world would be easiest to create a business, Brazil would be one of the last on the list. Not only that, when I met her, she informed me that she uses meditation to make all her business decisions. This school that has had hundreds of students and hired many employees over the years was all created first while Marcelli was meditating. I imagine that has the most impact on creating a successful business in an environment that does not cater to entrepreneurs. And with that, let's welcome Marcelli Bocini to the show. Hi, Marcelli. Hi, Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much for the introduction. I want to learn more and inform the listeners about you and how you got your start as an entrepreneur here in Brazil. So can you tell us that story? Yes. First, thank you for being here. It's nice to be here. You're very welcome. So I, I started my business six years ago. Rio is a very expensive town and it, it's very difficult to survive here. I started my business six years ago when I, when I came from Australia. Uh, I, I came back from Australia and I needed to come back to the university as well. And the, I went to be international journalist. And for that, in Brazil, we have to do a trainee and you have to study it. And as Rio, it's a very expensive town. I needed to, to work as well to pay my study and my rent and to survive here. So for doing that, I, I had two choices. One would be uh, work in a company, in any company, and be like a secretary. But for that, I, I wouldn't have opportunities to to do a trainee, that would be very important, or come back to my hometown and live with my parents and the, live, uh, live there and study there. But there is not a good place for doing trainee and don't have good opportunities there as well. So I start to ask to myself what I have, what kind of skills I have that he couldn't bring money from me for any time, for I pay my rent and to pay my university and to pay everything and have time to do my training. And one night, I uh, just woke up with uh, intuition that I should start teach Portuguese. In the, last, in, the, in the next morning, I just woke up with this intuition again and I say like, okay, I'm going to do that, but uh, I don't know if any foreign in Brazil would like to to, to learn Portuguese, and I never teach anything in my life. And even my Portuguese, it's not so good. Like, I don't understand Portuguese so well to teach. And, and my intuition just say for me, like, start to uh, make some, 
some advertising in some hostel, and I start to do that. And the, when my first student came, for me it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because I didn't know what I should do. And the, I don't know how, but I teach him, and the, the class was amazing. He loved it, and I love it as well. And he learned Portuguese so fast. And the, so I realized, like, yeah, I think I can do that. This is how the thing started. And it, we still t it was six years ago. And we still talk to each other, and he always say like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the best teacher that he had. So you went to hostels and basically knocked on their door and said, hi, I'm a Portuguese teacher, and I'm teaching foreign students. Is that correct? Yeah, it was exactly like that. And there was a, a girl and that was a manager of the hostel, and she just say for me, like, um, yeah, what are you doing? It's nice. I think some, some people might be interested, but we cannot use it just advertising. You see, this is very ugly, and you cannot use that. And I say to her, like, okay, how I should do? And she, she, she teach me what would be nice, and I just came back to home, and I start to do it the way she, she told me as well. And how long did it take you to get your first student after you started advertising in a hostel? cannot remember very well because it was six years ago, but I think it was like two or three weeks. And how many hostels did you go to? Uh, it was many hostels. Yeah, and it was very frustrating at the beginning because I couldn't trust in what I was doing as well. Were you nervous when you went and approached the hostels and told them you were a teacher teaching foreign students? Yeah, of course. It was very hard. I'm very good w with communication, talk to the people. But I was doing something that I, was, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And the, I didn't believe in what I was doing and, as well. I just did that because I needed it. How did it feel when you got your first student? So, as I told you, I, feel very, very, I felt very nervous because I didn't know what I should do. And I, when in the first class, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't tell him that he was my first student. Mm -hmm. And the, I, I, I just thought, like, I have to do my best. And as I didn't know what I should do, like, I just started to, to teach him some some important sentence in Portuguese. And after, I, I, I went to the street to him to practice to Brazilian what he was learning with me. And this is, what, this is what I did at the beginning. I didn't understand what I was doing. And after start to understand what I, was, uh, what I was doing, after start teaching a lot, I start to develop in that as a methodology. And this is because of that, my methodology is like that. And because of that, today I, I, I get a lot of money of this methodology that I create because I, I didn't know what I was doing. So let's talk more about your methodology because the way that you teach Portuguese is very similar to the way that I learn Spanish. Can you share a bit about your methodology and where you learned it from? Uh, this is a combination of many things. First, when I was living in Australia, for me it was very difficult to learn a language. And the, I started to read a lot about neurolinguistics. 
It's how we say NLP yeah. or yeah, neuro linguistic programming. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I start to learn it about that to understand how we we learn any language, and it, so I start to to learn a lot about it, that. And the, I had a uh, my my experience about learning English in Australia was by talk to people, and the, this is exactly how I learned it. But I did that by myself, and the, so when I came back to to, to Brazil, I, I, I start to realize it, what was important for me when I was trying to learn anything. And the, so actually, I, I, I learned everything by myself and by doing as well. Like I was, all the time I was very sensitive to understand what, what the students wanted. And the, I delivered that for them. Like, it's like, my, my my methodology starts really by doing that and by studied a lot about uh, new ways to to teach people and new new kind of new methodology for learning many other things and I just mis made the mix of many things but was more like you understand what the student wanted and after I made a course to to learn it more about NLP, neurolinguistic. Neurolinguistic programming. Yeah, thank you. And the and the, as I my degree, it's journalist. I w with that, I really learned it to understand what the people wanted, and like what's we, what kind of information were important for that people. What were some of the most difficult things for you to build a business in Brazil? Okay, uh, Brazil is a country like you say, like you have to kill a lion every day. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> it's uh, we have a, actually we have an expression like that actually. Can, uh, can you say it in Portuguese? Uh, nós precisamos matar um leão por dia. Ah, muito bom. Okay, this is because everything is so difficult. Like it's it's difficult to have a basic thing. Like even to pay tax, it's difficult. Not just because expensive, because sometimes you don't know exactly how you have to pay. Like in 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 which way you have to pay, and like it's difficult because sometimes the internet don't work, and I don't know so many bureaucracy. And this is the country that everything it's against you, every little thing it's against you. Like, this is a country that you start your day and many things can happen. Of course, it is happening everywhere. But I, I, I love Brazil in many ways. Like, I love Brazilian culture. It's very expensive as well. Like, every little thing, it is expensive. And the tax, it's very expensive. And, and the, it's difficult to, to, to find the good workers as well. Because the people are not, the most of people don't had a good education as well. Actually, this is for make a business. It's very bad in one way, but it's very good when you you are able to do right. Because as people don't have a good service, when the people see a good service, this is great because you can find the clients just for 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 have a very good service. The way that Brazil is difficult, it's helped me as well to 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 get more clients because they I help the the, the foreign to to live here as well. I understand it. So I can be a testament to that because um, the Entrepreneur House actually hired Marcelli's school to teach us Portuguese while we were here, and Follow Brazil was very uh, gracious and comforting 
to teach us Brazilian ways and the way of life in Rio de Janeiro and help us with our Portuguese. And, and it was challenging. It was harder to build a house, more stressful to build a house here than it was in Barcelona or Chiang Mai because of the infrastructure and the internet challenges and the um, even safety issues that Brazil has, or Rio de Janeiro at least. And put, to put the cost of living in perspective, um, uh, life in Rio is a bit more expensive than life in Barcelona, but in Barcelona, it's much higher quality of living. For U.S. standards, I think that would be similar to living in a city, I would say similar to Phoenix, Arizona, uh, the cost of living there. Not the most expensive place in the world, but uh, in America, but not the cheapest also. And so you actually traveled to Barcelona, Marcelli, and you were surprised at the quality of life and the cost of living. And what was that like for you seeing a difference between Rio de Janeiro and Barcelona? It's a difficult question because everything is completely different. Mm -hmm. Like the food, everything, like the, everything works there. Here it's like everything is expensive and nothing works here. Just for you have idea, like you, uh, my my school works for big companies. Like you, we we work for Rio 2060 and the Olympic Committee and a lot of oil guys company. Com of oh, the Olympics for yeah, real, okay, yeah. okay. And we work for a lot of big, big, big companies, and the, all the big companies. And I work for for councils and things like that. And the, all the all these institutions says like Brazil is famous to be expensive, and the, and the no quality. Like uh, uh, the most of companies when came to to Brazil. Uh, first, the tax is expensive, and after the problem is because they have to create all the everything around it as well. So uh, the most of companies who comes here have to to build the most of inf infrastructures around the company as well. Not they 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 cannot be just worried about building a company, but they have to help to create Brazil as well, to build in Brazil as well. What has been the the biggest challenge for you? Building Follow Brazil. Uh, I think the biggest challenge was believing that my my business will work, and believing myself. Because after when I start to to realize it, that, I think, all all the challenge was just a challenge was not the big challenge anymore. And I think the, at the beginning, like the beginning, the, the school was smaller, and we just have one or two employers and I think there the challenge was biggest because I was just learning by doing and now like I have many challenges every day like uh, work with money and sometimes with a lot of money and sometimes work just with few money and the, the school have to still working with the same quality even in some months that we don't have many money everybody have to be paid payment but i think now i trust myself and now i really i really i'm really confident with myself for just make a challenge to be a challenge not a problem anymore when i first met you you told me that you used meditation to build follow brazil and so you you meditate daily and any decision that you ever needed to make for being an entrepreneur and building follow brazil 
was any major decision was decided through meditation. So can you inform the listeners how you use that in your business? Uh, yeah, this is exactly what I'm saying about trusting myself. And it's like everybody thinks like meditation is like some mystical thing or things just for relaxing or things like that. Uh, of course, it's not just meditation, but uh, it's like... First, I really start to, to, re, to, to be able to hear my intuition. And the intuition is always about what my heart says to me. And it's like, for, for doing that, I have to do meditation. For just make my mind to be quiet, to hear what myself are telling for me, or many informations that I don't know exactly where it came from. But, yeah, just because of that, I... I don't feel I have big problems anymore because it, when I start to to feel to feel that and to really understand the the better way to go, uh, and it, of course uh, after understand the better way to go, you have to be very strong to follow that way, even if the system are not telling you to go in that, or even if the country or everything around you, it's crisis. Crisis. Yeah, and actually, Brazil it's in it's in a financial crisis for three years, and I haven't seen that because I'm always follow what my my heart and my intuitions are telling for me, and the, for doing that, you have to hear what Jesus is telling you, and really have to be very strong to follow. Even it's like all the everything around you are broken, and there is cries around you. You have to. Crisis. Crisis around you. You have to be strong to follow what your intuition do. But until the end, because like you're, you do meditation and your intuition tells you for doing one thing. And you start to do that. And when you start to do that, you see a lot of obstacles. Obst obstacles. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. And the, a lot of people just stop on that. And, then I say like, and they say like, yeah. I, I told myself to never believe in my intuition. But it's like the obstacles. Obstacles. Yeah, will always happen. Like you have to be strong to cross that. Because when you really start to, to, to trust in your intuition, you know that you have to go there. Even if the things are, are, are not going well. And the, at the end, the thing will really happen. So it's like that. So doing meditation, follow the intuition and be very self-confident to be very to be strong enough for make it to understand the better decision and to follow this and when you do that as well like when you really believe on that things and you really follow that this is a hard work all the time because all the time you have to really pay attention in the signs as well signs yeah, to understand the better way. Because the way, it's not just one way. Like, you go in one way, and after, sometimes you have to turn, and you have to, 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 to change something, and you have to find someone to talk to you, or to help you, or, or things like that. After you got your first student, and you continued to build the business, what other forms of marketing did you use? Today, we work more for companies. And we used to work a lot for international journalists. Mm -hmm. Now, actually, 
I don't know if I can tell that I never did the market or things like that, but what I really focused since the beginning was like create a great experience to my students, and the students really like that, and some experience changed their lives as well. Mm-hmm. And it, they were so, so grateful for that, especially because they learned many things that was important to him. Mm-hmm. And they just sent me many new students. And the, my first contract was because of that as well. Actually, my first contract was with the Olympics company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because I used to, to work with international journalists. Mm-hmm. And I helped them to, to make news to, to all of the world. Once I went to... To, to a birthday of a student of mine. And the, I just met there a guy who works for the Olympics. And the, my students say to them, like, yeah, she's just the best teacher. Like, she helped me a lot. She helped me to do my news and things like that. And that student, he, had, he already have, had a Portuguese school uh-huh. that teach him for, for free. But it was not working. And he said, like, yeah, my, my, my company pay, pay, already pay a school, but it's not working. I think I will pay you and you come to the Olympics to teach me there. Oh, wow. Yeah, and this is how it started. And I teach to him and all, a lot of students want to, to have class with me. And it was funny because some students that came to me at that time, they say, like, yeah, we are learning Portuguese, but you, you cannot say any word in Portuguese. And I hear that <laughs> you, don't, you don't just teach Portuguese, but you teach as a how to be a carioca. Carioca is a people from Rio. Mm-hmm. And I want to, be how, I want to learn how, how, how to be a carioca. Can you teach me that? I say, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and it was a great experience because after that, like another company that calls Omega, uh, they, they were a sponsor of the Olympics, and they had me as well. And after, another student of mine, a Chinese one, he, he sent me to another, uh, uh, the biggest oil gas company in China mm-hmm. that were just coming to establish in Rio, and they start to teach them as well. And it's like... Uh, I was just focused on the class, and I was just focused on great doing, uh, make deliver a great experience to my student because I, I love it to do that. The moral of the story is focus on giving a high quality class, yeah. and then it spreads, and yeah. you'll get more and more clients. Yeah. So, how long did it take you to stop doing your own marketing? Where the word of mouth was spreading and you just had students coming in and you didn't have to worry about marketing anymore? Like the only market I did was in the hostel at the beginning. And I think I did that just for three months or things like that. So three months of marketing has, has led to creating Follow Brazil, what it is today. Yeah, and the one thing that was very interesting, like uh, I found a co-working space at the beginning that was not really a co-working space. was like a place that he, a lot of nice entrepreneurs was create mu- new things there. Mm-hmm. And there I start to connect to many people as well. Mm-hmm. And he, like there I start to, to meet more people. And one of my students... There, she becomes my consultant. Okay. And the, uh, we'll start to think in ways to find the student and don't need market as well. And it's like, 
I I always was good with networking. Like I like I I create my network. Yeah. And uh, we start to make a lot of events as well. Yeah. On things that like that things that was important for the students, and for us as well that would would like to do. And uh, after that, I start to do many partnerships as well, like partnership with universities and partnership with uh, like companies that. Uh, would have the same clients than me, but but was doing different things like a samba class uh, company and a cooking company, cooking class company, and things like that. So you're a strong entrepreneur. You're a strong female. You're a strong networker. So what are some suggestions to other female entrepreneurs out there on how to network? Okay. First, women. The most of you women are very intuitive as well. First, it's very good to ask to yourself what kind of skills do you have that can bring you what's important for you. For example, networking. And it's like some some of people uh, would like to go to events to meet people to start to do a network. And some people are good to write, and maybe it would be good for them doing blog or things like that, because it, like uh, what have you one think it like wh what everyone needed like it's a network of things like that as people are different they have a different way to thinking about it that that's a good and answer it, and the think it about it about he what kind of network you bring and what kind of uh, network you you have to bring because i think like the most of people see what the people are doing and try to do the same mm. but sometimes it's not exactly what they are good at and you always, all the time, you really understand what are you going good at. You 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 going to be you 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 going to do great. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what inspires you about your work? It's difficult to tell you now because it, uh, I built my work because I love it, mm -hmm. and I love it to meet people. Like I love it the same day, like I was in the favela. It's long. So a favela is a ghetto or, or slums of Rio de Janeiro? Yeah. So bring to my... Well, in the same day I was with my students in the favela, talk to, to people who live there and understand that reality. And the after I was teaching for a director of some important company. And the after I was helping a international journalist doing, doing news to BBC or Al Jazeera or things like that. And so... What, what I really love it was they had many different realities at the same day. But it was at the beginning. And now I don't feel I'm so creative doing these things anymore. And now I already teach my teachers to do exactly what I did. And it, now I believe they are doing better than me because now they are already creating that. And for me, I don't feel I'm so creative doing that anymore. So this is not so inspired for me anymore and the like at the beginning what i love it it's helped my students to do what they needed to do and the, now i'm more excited about the, about growing my business in different ways like uh to to have freedom in my business like to do my business online and the, to have freedom to to create a new business as well because i'm very very involved in create different business that I'm now I'm just 
try to understand which kind of business will be that. I know exactly what I wanted in my business, but I don't know exactly how this business will be. So I love my company, and I think the company is awesome, and it, I've, my, my company helps a lot of people. And I, I love it to, to help my employers as well. I, I really love it to help them to follow their dreams or things like that. And I, I really love it to make the company in a different way. We're more sharing things, you share decisions and you share in everything. I'm more involved in, in creating a business in a different way. But I think now I'm more involved in creating a different business that I can feel creative again. Because with my business, I already feel that I create everything. So something that's really cool, too, that you not only hire uh, your teachers or employees to work with you, but you also help them to create, to become more entrepreneurial also. So you empower them. And what inspired you to do this? Uh, At the beginning, was for a very selfish reason. Okay. Yeah, it's because I realized that I was a great teacher because I, I had a very interesting life. And the, so I started to hide people that had an interesting life as well. And I realized that they would just be a great teachers if they are help as well. And it's like for me, it's important to help my students as well. And the teachers will be not able to do that if they are not healthy or if they are not follow their dreams as well. Mm-hmm. And the, so when I started doing that, it was great because the, the students start to love the teachers in the way they, they like me as well. And the, I, I realized that it works. And the after, I start to, 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 to understand the projects of my teachers. And I realized that was a great project as well. And some projects I would like to be involved with as well. And the, what I did is I started sharing my project with the teachers. And they started to help me in my projects. Even the project was not Fala Brazil projects. They started to be involved. And so it's like every, we sharing our project. And everybody started to help everybody. Of course, there is a project that I cannot, I cannot help. Like there is a teacher that she's actress. Mm-hmm. And I cannot help in her. But uh, so, some, some weeks I, I needed to schedule the whole week just for she had a week off because she needed to do some actress job. Or yeah. Right. Yeah. She I had guess. an audition. That's it. And at the beginning, everything, ev- everyone tells me, like, we are crazy. Why are you doing that? And the, now I really understand because now the teachers help me to build the companies. The teachers help me to, to, to bring more students. And they, they help me in everything. And one other thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up is you work on some charity projects in Brazil also and incorporate that into Follow Brazil with your students. Can you share with, uh, with the listeners some uh, details about that? Yeah. So when I start to, to go to favela with my students, and I start to do that because they like it. Uh, the shanty towns or the, the slums, slums in Rio? It's like Brazilians never uh, Brazilians who lives in Rio usually don't go to to favelas, and the, because it's always dangerous and and people from Rio don't have a good past 
with uh, with this kind of place so the people really don't go and i was surprised to realize that a lot of foreign from different countries went to come here to go to the favela the foreigners yeah and uh, i i start to go there because they want it like they they want to know that or they they want to to make some news about it that and when i start to go there i say like wow okay this is ugly Okay, but this is also because it, uh, it's it's very difficult to explain. But they they have like uh, they they are a great community building. They are a great entrepreneurs, and they they do everything just because they need it. And like and the, the art that come from the favela, like the music and everything that they create, it's great. And they create great things in the middle of the chaos. In the middle of the chaos. Yeah, thank you. And uh, so, and I start to meet people there, and they start to, to really like that that place. And uh, at the beginning, when I bring students there, it was nice. But after, when I start to understand that, that I start to realize, like, ah, I'm a, I'm a foreign here as well. Foreigner. Yeah, because I'm not from here. I don't understand anything around me, and this is not nice. This is not fair as well because I just came here to to see these people. And it's not nice. It's like a zoo. Let's go to the zoo to zoo to see the animals. Mm. And I start to to want to meet people from there, and to let the people to show my students what was going on there, and for me to learn that as well. And when I start to doing that, I realize how many things we c- we could do there. So I start to go there to help to collaborate in many projects. And but great projects, not just like yeah, a project that I will collaborate to to help or people. No, was people were were doing great projects. Like one people, one one woman from there that I collaborated at the beginning. Today she's very famous because she just started to make great food with food that usually we, you just threw away. And now she's very famous. Like now, now all the, now she already went to a lot uh, to many famous TV channels. Uh-huh. And the, like, and the, she she did a lot of projects at the beginning, like uh, uh, reforestation. Reforestation. Yeah, in the whole uh-huh. favela and things Inside like the favela. that. Okay. And the uh, and the, I I start to understand what the favela needed, and I start to to mm-hmm. make to 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 ask some students to go there to help, and this is at the beginning. And the, we collaborate with the, a startup. The, uh, social Starters, this is an uh, institution that uh, brings students, th- that brings foreigners to their countries to collaborate with uh, social projects in the favela. So we teach Portuguese to them for free. And now we just start to, co- we are just at the beginning of the process to collaborate with the uni- United Nations. Yeah, it's a Caritas, the institution of that you. you United Nations that do that, and the, they 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 help the refugees, and we going to help uh, uh, Chinese slaves. Oh, so there's a program with the UN that's helping refugees and Chinese slaves, and you're gonna teach them Portuguese, correct? Uh yeah, not just Portuguese, but we're going to help them to establish in Brazil. Wow. I think that's a perfect way to end the podcast. Marcelli, you're an incredibly inspirational woman. 
I'm amazed by all the things that you've created with Follow Brazil, with your charities, with your students and employees and everybody. If the listeners are interested in getting a hold of you, where's the best place they can reach you at? Uh, this is on the website. Uh, the, the plan for next year is promote more online so people can see that. And you start, we're going to start with YouTube channel or things like that as well. And the website for the listeners, we'll put it in the show notes, but it's fallabrazilschool.com and Brazil spelled with S B R A S I L and not a Z as we do in America. Anything you want to say before we sign off today, Marcelli? No, just thank you very much. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode. Marcelli, thank you so much for coming on the show. And that's a wrap for today. And goodbye, everybody. Bye. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for those that are in the Entrepreneur House, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year we have three different events, a three-day productivity weekend in different cities all around the world, a two-week all-inclusive retreat for entrepreneurs with six-figure businesses. This will be full of workshops, masterminds, and adventure. Then a four-week event in Chiang Mai, Thailand for established entrepreneurs, also full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. These events will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested in have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.